Good day, and let us spin you a cracking yarn. Four bonds of mates on a ripper adventure through fantasy Australia, where every bugger wants to kill your face. It's Dungeons and Dragons, except down under, we call it Dungeons and Drongos. Dunnies, dingoes, drop in. Today by Crikey Scott and Charlene walking down the aisle to Angry Anderson. Suddenly we are <laughs> back with a brand new adventure. I'm set. So, so happy Angry Anderson got to mention finally on this, <laughs> on this podcast. Well, national treasure. Mm. Unless he's done something bad in the meantime, I'm not sure. I think he's pretty harmless. He's a pretty uh, angry guy. Famous last words. Yeah. He's like four foot. I have, I have a feeling I saw something about him when I was uh, Googling, so I, I'm not going to jump on that uh, protecting him train. But uh, before we get Angry Anderson not appearing in this podcast, before we get uh, too excited about the ins and outs of uh, Australian pop culture television history, uh, I would like to introduce uh, everybody at the table. Can we please have your name, your character name, class, race? And I want to know where in Fantasy Australia would your character most like to visit? I'm Zach. <laughs> I play Tiefling Fighter Plank. And Plank would most like to visit the Principality of Mott River. Mott River. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Deep it's cut. a sovereign state. <laughs> it is. In... <laughs> There's a place in real Australia called the Principality of Hutt River, <laughs> which is a sovereign state in WA. It's got, like, letters from the Queen and stuff. Yeah. It's great. So it's a separate this... country in Australia. So this is a maniac that started their own country? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was one of those, like, a dad wanted his daughter to be a princess kind of things. I... Okay. No. Or, he, or he didn't want to pay tax. I don't know. I think it was that. Yeah, it was probably it was the tax one. But um, the, the original founder recently died. Is but, it up for grabs? No, his son's carrying on the uh, the crown. Okay. Mm. All right. But yeah, Plank wants to go to the fantasy version of that. Maniac starts his own country, making a note. As I said, I'm very thin on stories going forward. <laughs> That's, That's it. Good. Butt River's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Who next? Who next? <laughs> Who that? How'd I talk? <laughs> I'm Paris. I play Halfling Ranger G'day. And G'day really wants to go to the desert just like the plains of the absolute desert because i feel like she thinks it's like you know people go on like camping but it's hard yes <laughs> you know? it's very intense like bear grills sort of thing she needs to be like oh she wants some some serious su- survivalist <laughs> kind of shit yeah it's like normal camping for her is just life yes yeah yeah so she wants to go on some like survivalist sort of desert and maybe show off a little bit. Maybe be hunted by man. Mate, we've done that. You're, you're assuming oh, yeah. that you'll be in your, like, ultimate maximum element. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Right. Interesting. And, yeah. Drinking your own urine. What What better way to spend a holiday? <laughs> what a dream. <laughs> <laughs> you might be in luck today. <laughs> I want to... Okay, my name's Suzanne. Sorry. <laughs> I, I forgot the actual me bitch. I want um, it all. I want it all. <laughs> Um, I play Mackenzie, the elf wizard, and Mackenzie would like to visit the Great Farrier's Teefs because a long, long time ago, an angry blacksmith took out his falsies and ditched them at a seal because it was pissing him off. <laughs> and the teeth hit the ground and they grew into big old ridges coming out of the water and now they're called the Great Farrier's Teefs. 
Oh my god. Beautiful. Wow, that's a great lore. But again, okay, now we've yep. got stories good for the next uh, couple of months. Yeah, but have you heard of the desert though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're about to hear about it very soon, so brace yourself. And uh, I'm Luke. I'm DMing this bad boy. As always, uh, these folks have no idea what is about to happen. They don't even know the title, unlike uh, you, dear listener. So, uh, we're about to uh, do this thing, and I'm very excited. There's, there's a bit of law here, and we're going to go to a briefing, of course. Uh, your standard briefing in the Hal's Moving Shithole with your manager, Wenzo, who I will transform into in just a second. Uh. But also, uh, we put out uh, a call for audience participation on our Facebook discussion page, and uh, if you recall from last time, I wanted them to come up with a product. Something that uh, would sponsor the party as you guys grow slowly in fame. And, uh, you know, you, there'd be a bit of a sponsorship deal, and uh, but you would have to try this product out and um, maybe shill it a bit on your adventure. Uh, you know, if you have the opportunity to talk it up mm-hmm. uh, at any point to, to somebody, that would be really good. I hope it's a mattress. It's, it's not, a Lisa mattress. It's not a Lisa mattress. It's not a podcast time. unless we... She'll wrap some mattresses or quip toothbrushes mm. or Squarespace. But let us now. Listen to a lot no, of let's, not, let's not do it for free, guys. Come yeah. on, Squarespace. <laughs> let me tell you, Zach. It's so easy. Mm. Anyone can build a website. Anyone can build a website. Thanks, Squarespace. <laughs> yeah. Thank we- you, Coca Cola. Alright, uh, I'm your manager Wednesday now. We're going to open up this uh, briefing. I've got a lot to cover today, so I'd like everybody uh, as attentive as possible, please. And. Um, Maybe get your notebooks to come on. No grumble, no grumble, bums. You should be excited. Morning's the best part of the day. I was excited when I was in bed on my comfortable koala mattress. Your lovely (laughs) koala mattress. I've got one myself. I slept like a little kitten. (laughs) Anyway, uh, speaking of sponsorship, uh, everybody, um, I have uh, branched with a new uh, advertising agency Mm -hmm. over at, um, I think they're called uh, F Pursuits. Like a literal branch? I beg your pardon? A literal branch? Well, it's not. They don't live in a tree, love. Well, I... Maybe they do. No. I I, well, yeah, they could live in a tree. You know what I actually think? It's... Do you remember? Around this time last year, there was those bunch of lovely shark people that uh, climbed out of the water on their fine legs. Uh, oh, yeah. Can you jog my memory a bit more? It doesn't really ring a bell. They were kind of... Uh, <laughs> well, yes, you might not. That's right. You weren't quite yourself at that, at that point. <laughs> But um, a lot of these shark people have set up a, a sort of tank where they uh, look at new products. Oh, yeah. dear. Yes. <laughs> and um, I've got a call from uh, old Declan over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got a, a product and a product sample. Um, they'd like to sponsor you. It's a company called Dick Smith's Dickhead Dick Smith's. Gotcha. So they are a bunch of uh, dickhead blacksmiths. And, you'll, you know, they're proud of the fact... Bit of the old uh, fantasy Australian humour, <laughs> self-depreciating, and um, uh, they make phallic weapons. Wow, great! Sign me up. Now uh, they've got a lot in their catalogue. Um, you know, there's the pork sword, the uh, tallywhacker. Uh, I think this one's called the Todge. It's a uh, it's a short sword. Okay. And uh, what it does, um, it, it's going to do uh, according to the the manual here, one d six damage, whatever that is. Okay. And uh, three times a day, um, it, it'll uh, fire out some acid. Yeah. First time, it'll do uh, 3d6 damage at 30 feet. 
Second time can probably only manage a, a 2d6 damage at 20 feet. Last time's a 1d4 at 4 feet. That's more of a trickle, really. Uh, third time in the day, but uh, I don't know, might be a bit of fun. So that is Dick Smith's Dickhead Dick Smith's. Know the name, know the brand. Uh, do a good job, and I'm sure we'll... Uh... So who's going to take hold of this uh, phallic fellow? Plank. Does it have a plus to attack at all? Oh, that will be uh, your attack. Ah, in which case, better give it to Plank. Okay. Yes, that'll be the wielder. Can only do so much, the old Todge. It's going to uh, need to, a capable driver. Are you that driver, Plank? That's good. I really feel like Plank's had some experience wielding a Todge. Plank? Is there a sheath for this Todge? Plank, look at me. Can you handle the Todge? I can take the Todge. And now look, it's a one-hander. I'll use two. All right. Anyway. I'm putting the Todge <laughs> in your... Deal. No, it doesn't come with a sheaf, actually. It's just kind of... Uh, but it's sort of um, attach it to your belt. It'll shrink down, and then it'll, it'll probably uh, expand out when you need it. All right. What does this thing look like out of curiosity? Uh, a penis. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a mace, essentially. No, it's a sword. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> it's a sword in the shape of a penis. It's kind but, of uh, but... the tip's quite bulbous, <laughs> but razor sharp. The hilt's quite rounded. Audience participation. Draw the <laughs> draw the torch and taxes and like I don't want to seem specifically particularly naive or anything. It's got an angry eye right at the tip. <laughs> but do I have to be worried about any premature your average, acid? Your average penis. Well, yes, you've got to be careful of that. Doesn't actually have a you know an edge. Oh, this thing has an edge, let me tell you. But it also spurts at it. Let's not, uh, let's not, you know, that's that's probably your main form of attack with the Todge. Okay, so it's slightly more super soaker than it is a sword. Well, it's a very versatile weapon. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You're spending a lot of time thinking about Plank's Todge here. <laughs> I'm sure he can handle yeah, it. Yeah, keep your mind and your hands off my Todge, Mackenzie. <laughs> You had no risk from me. She's very curious about your torch, isn't she, Blake? <laughs> she is. This is mostly Suzanne asking questions, because we can all see this thing. <laughs> Except for the players. Mackenzie, don't touch it. It'll oh squirt God. on you. <laughs> my goodness. Uh, all right, fine. All right. Off. Now, your adventure today. I'm very excited about this, but in order for you to appreciate uh, the gravity of the adventure today, it'll be a little bit of history and a little bit of geography that you guys are going to know. And, oh, look, I know some of you know all this stuff already. I know. But not everybody is as travelled or as uh, worldly. Looking at you, little one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just for the benefit of everyone, uh, who's heard of the Hellebore Ring Desert? Yep. Now, the Hellebore Ring <laughs> Desert, it's a stretch <laughs> of very hostile desert and it runs across the bottom of Fantasy Australia, essentially connecting the west to the south. I always wanted to go. You always <laughs> wanted to go to the, the hella boring desert? Like more than anything else. Now, a lot of people have. Oh. And you know what's happened to them? They probably died. They've died. Oh, yes. They what bloody they died. <laughs> and I'll tell you why they've died. Very frequent heavy sandstorms has made it impossible to tra traverse this desert. Mm. Now, we're lucky. Because we have camels? No, we, look, they would die in the sand as well. Yeah. We'll, get all, we'll give them the hump, let me tell you. <laughs> hmm. However, not everyone's lucky to have a moving magical shithole like mm -hmm. we do. 
Not that we could take it into the desert because... There's no, no bush. bush. No bush in the desert. <laughs> it's a very clean-shaven part of Fantasy Australia. And uh, we would not be able to get out there. Uh, so, normally when people are crossing from west to south, uh, they'll have to go by airship and uh, go around that whole desert area. Very expensive, not available to everybody. Mm. Or they'll have to take ships and uh, before you know it, you're fucking around in boats and there's sea creatures and rocks and all sorts of nonsense. So, no one has ever been able to take the direct route across that area up until now. Okay, what have you volunteered us for? Listen, 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 because... Let's, what do we know about the West and the South? They are... Directions. Hellholes. Lived in by two of the most industrious races in Fantasy Australia. We're talking, of course, about the Taterman of Taterton here yeah. in Fantasy West Australia. You might call them dwarves. You called yeah. them a lot of names in that racist book you wrote about them. Certainly did. Uh, they've got their mining abilities. They're able to access uh, lots of materials. And, of course, there is the tech-savvy little tackers of Digi Ridge down in South Fantasy Australia, otherwise known as Gnomes. Uh, they are very, very uh, tech-savvy, uh, have got a lot of new contraptions, and they have created... They've joined forces, finally, after long negotiation, to create a transport system that runs between the two cities. Like, under it? No! Like some kind of, like... Tram system? No, it's more of a train. It's called the Sand Piercer. Yes! <laughs> and it is designed to smash through the heaps of sand that block off this particular area. And it's soon going to make its first journey from Taterton to Digi Ridge. And uh, it's a luxury uh, train and it is designed to weather the elements. It's a very tough bugger and it's going to get through those tracks. Now, speaking of the tracks... How did the tracks go down? Is that what you're wondering, right? I can see you looking confused there, Mackenzie. It'll cross my mind. Yes, okay. Both cities volunteered workers. Very brave, selfless. I don't use the word heroes very often, especially considering my current company. But... <laughs> Mackenzie. <laughs> I do use it here. Uh, a bunch of workers laid down their lives for this project. So both the dwarves and gnomes sent parties from each end to lay tracks. And with the object of eventually meeting in the middle, finishing it off. But of course, they were all, after laying their tracks, consumed by sand and perished. Mm. So, while we are going to go on this wonderful journey, I want you to know that the uh, stretch of the Hellebore Ring Desert is littered with skeletons. Oh. Cool. Fun. Mm. But they're mostly buried under the sand, so it shouldn't be too spooky. Disappointing. Oh, good. I'm quite sure that they won't, you know, be risen in an arcane kind of way to fight us at any point. We have had a lot of dead rising lately, so maybe mm. we're going to get something a little bit new. Who knows? <laughs> and, like um, staying dead? Yeah, they could just stay dead. I would enjoy that as a novelty. <laughs> well, we're going to find out. How exciting. So are we riding on this train to the point where the tracks stop connecting and then we get out and put in the final track is that what's happening no 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 it's finished okay they've put it together this is going to be the very very first run the maiden voyage and you have an important mission however it's not going to be me who tells you about it mm. you have been summoned by lord sputter edgerton of Tatertown, uh, lord of the west yes he's you got a job for you Oh, which one was he? Everybody's got skeletons in their closet or out on their railway tracks. Blank? 
<laughs> Good point. You've uh, killed a couple of people that you probably shouldn't have. Am I right? No. Yeah, come on, you cheeky no, monkey. No. Oh, you have. Oh, you have. have. You've got some skeletons in a hollow log somewhere, oh. you cheeky little bugger. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> but don't you laugh, Mackenzie. You're trying to fry up our little friend the other other week as well. He smelt amazing. Yes, he did, I'll bet. Mm. But you were not. He did. That's not what we're supposed to be doing with our friends, is it? A uh, friend is a, a very G'day. relative term. G'day's killed someone, right? <laughs> I don't think so. Wenzo's definitely killed someone. Who did I kill? Yeah. Most, most. Are we so bad people, Mackenzie? <laughs> not trying to bring up down to your level. We almost certainly are, I'm yes. pretty sure Wenzo killed a guy with a spoon. Yeah. It's oh, so, he they deserving, yeah. yeah. If they're a bad guy. They are adventurers. Yeah. Uh, plank? Can't make an omelette. See, here's the thing. Morality <laughs> is a grey, shades of grey type thing. And you guys are in, the, like, the black area. Excuse me. <laughs> My sword looks like a dick. <laughs> I didn't know you were black, Mackenzie. Oh, f- <laughs> so pale. <laughs> All right. I'm so tired of talking in this voice. So, to we're Spudder Edgerton. We're not even past the exposition point. That's it. Keep it positive and cheery. <laughs> you know, there's a few more hours of this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You are an adventurer. You uh, did sign up to go I'm on adventures. One, I'm so ready to go on an adventure. I just don't want to talk anymore. Let's do okay, it. Okay, but wasn't it important to find out about all this? This you know sort of builds the world around you, doesn't it? To yeah, find out all these things. We did just learn all. All that. right. So let's send you to Taterton, if you're all willing. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You've been to the uh, home of Lord Spudder Richardson before, have you? You've been. Uh, uh, well, maybe not his like personal home, but you've uh, met up with him before. You. Uh, Worked with him, Was kind it, of. Were though we shot into the sky? No. He shot him into the sky. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I tried to break into this guy's house once, but he has expert security provided by Koala Security. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, protect, no? <laughs> the protect your home. Drop bears just jumping off his yeah. roof. It's a, it's a nice touch. Not a sponsor plank. Secure your houses. <laughs> So, um, you, you, you're led in to meet, uh, Lord Spudder Edgerton in his offices. He is a dwarf, uh, unlike a lot of dwarves. He doesn't have much of a beard. He's got a sort of friendly, ruddy face. Mm. And he's like, I remember you guys from the old, uh, Skyfister incident. How's it going? Good, thank you. Good. How are you? I am excellent. You've heard the big news about the sand piercer, I assume? Yeah. Yes. Very excited, very excited, about to go on its first mission. Sounds exciting. Good. First journey, something, uh, you know, it's a, it, it, it's a, what we've tried to do is have a mode of transport that's affordable, it's open to everybody, it, it's really going to open uh, things up, open up trade, open up uh, tourism, it's, it's going to be great. That's so positive. Yeah, it, it sounds really good. It is that very seems positive. like a really uncharacteristic, like, positive... Industrial steaks. Step- well, because he's a dwarf, Mackenzie. Oh That's my not god! What he <laughs> they can't have nice things, oh can god. they? No, 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 no. Come on, let's be fair. I like the way you think. What you're essentially saying is that it's too good to be true. Ah, uh, sure. I think she's saying it's too good to be you. Don't <laughs> <laughs> put words in my mouth, you <laughs> fuck. Ah, well. <laughs> how awkward. Anyway, uh, yes. I, you know, it sounds like a bit of a dream, and I want to make sure that it is a bit of a dream. I want to make sure that everything is running smoothly, everybody's treated well, and uh, it's all as advertised. 
And uh, the best way for me to do that, let's be honest, is to travel on this thing myself. Except, I'm the Lord of the West. They're going to treat me specially. You know, they're going to make sure everything's perfect. So, I need to go incognito. Like a mystery passenger? Like a mystery passenger. Makeover. Well, I might need a little bit of a makeover, yeah. Bit of a montage. It could be. I don't know what that is, but sure. Uh, yeah. You mean moustache? Sure. Okay. <laughs> now, I, I, I want to ride there with you. I really appreciated the discretion you guys showed when you were stuck out with uh, King Wurdo uh, back around uh, the old, when we launched the Sky Fister. Mm-hmm. So I figure you guys know what you're doing, but you're not too recognisable. Uh-huh. And you might be able to, to get me in and then we'll have the full experience and we'll make the journey to the south. What do you say? Sounds perfect. Yeah, sounds nice. Yeah, cool. I've Let's got, do it. I've got four tickets. Let's do it. So, guys, uh, yeah, how are you going to prepare? Like, what's your cover story? Uh, what are you going to do to help uh, disguise Lord Sputter Edgerton? Uh, how do you want to approach this? Um, I'd be probably inclined to see what he wants to do and work around that. You really? guys, no, no way. Because you guys, Mackenzie and Lord Sputter Edgerton, could be newlyweds going on their honeymoon. Yeah. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Oh. That's so cute. And then we're like a tall broad, adopted children. What? Or, or like they're bodyguards because they're yeah, like yeah, mum. Oh, bodyguards makes more sense. I actually kind of feel like a day would make a better choice. No, but that sounds weird. Because I can just be like a kind of you know, I don't know what I would otherwise be. Nah. See, see that door over there? See that door of my office? I've just checked my fucking brain at that door. I'm not coming up with it. That's why I've got you guys. All right? Don't, it's not about what I want. You're right. I, enough of me talking. I want to hear you talking. So you guys come up with it. I'll go along with whatever because I trust you. And please, you can't call me Lord Sputter Edgerton from oh, now sorry. on. You know, we're going into this. Yeah. Ah, uh, Michael. All right. This is what I'm going to say. Michael. Michael if we, if we Edgerton. Are, if we are going incognito... The dwarf and the tall bitch together are a weird, memorable couple. Opposites attract. Doesn't like mixing tolls and smalls, this one. Why don't It's true. What, husband and husband? Yeah. Slightly more memorable? Are we trying to... We're trying to be incognito, like, non-memorable. A lot of assumptions about dwarves there, because uh, (laughs) man dwarves, female dwarves, we're pretty similar. They all have beards. Yeah. I say we get G'day and put a beard on her. And I don't want to, like, be the... Only red guy in the room right now, but people tend to look at me. Okay, well you're gonna be but red. That's good. Regardless. So you're gonna be like an active decoy, basically. This is fine. I will be the newlywed wife. Good. Of me. No, of. And they're married as well. No. A of... little, a little bit of a four-way. <laughs> We're all married. <laughs> oh man. Michael and I'll be Michelle. Michael and Michelle. What's newlyweds. Hodgerton. Nice. <laughs> and we will be... Hodgerton. I will be Sir Brathus. Brathus? Sir Brathus Skeleton. <laughs> and my lady friend, Miss Smelly... <laughs> smelly Vagina. <laughs> okay, yes, I like that. <laughs> Come, Smelly Virgin. <laughs> Michael, Mary, Sir Brathus... Michelle! Michelle... <laughs> Smelly vagina. <laughs> mm. 
one of these things just doesn't belong here. Come You're on, right. can you tell which one? I shouldn't be a sir. <laughs> just call me Brathus. I can be a lady. That's fine. But you can call me Lady Elise. Lady Vag. Nope. <laughs> lady Elise. I like that. At least she doesn't. <laughs> At least she doesn't have a smelly vagina. Uh, yeah. Just give me an inspiration point to Paris. Yeah. We haven't had them in a while. Because that's been like 20 episodes since we've had a freaking inspiration point. Oh, that's a cracker. All right. So, um, when we, you're ready, uh, tell me what you're uh, all wearing and we'll head down to the train station and begin our journey across the desert. I'm just going to look like a stuffy academic. I'm going to bring a stack of books. I am wearing a coat and tails. Is it a coat and tails? You, are, you coat have tails. a tail. It is a it, yeah, but yeah. my coat also has tails. You have three tails, right? Now. I have three tails. Golly. And a top hat. Top and tails is top the name for the, the I'm combo. Wearing top and tails with a cummerbund. No shirt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm a prospective train mogul. Look, as long as the belly button's covered, it's respectable, mate. Yeah. So some kind of giant of industry. I, yes, I've come from wherever it is that my people come from mm-hmm. in hopes to buy a train for them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Lord Edgerton looks down at his clothes and says, oh, this is uh, rather novel for me. How, how would you describe this? We're going for a um, classic holiday vibes. So you've got a, like, floral... Like, like I would say a Hawaiian shirt, but it's like native covered, Australian. It's like covered in koalas, you <laughs> could say. Yeah. This happened in my brain before <laughs> I, I looked at what Luke was actually wearing. I'm wearing a shirt covered in koalas. <laughs> no, but you know, like a classic, like, Hawaiian honeymoon where people look there like they're in a costume, but the Australian version. Yes. Yeah, so, so, like, like a bintang singlet. No. Like a Hawaiian shirt, but it's a native Australian floral. Mm, right. So like floral, but like kangaroo paws. Yes, type floral. What all you call this? <laughs> <laughs> and then G'day's wearing the same pattern, but a dress. Wow. <laughs> yep. Okay, that's good. Is that is that desert peas on it? It might be a desert pea later. <laughs> I'm just no inspiration <laughs> points for you. Luke. No, I'm just joshing with you. All right. Okay. And remember, we got our story. We've just been married. Mm-hmm. We walked down the aisle, my uh, mate uh, Anderson sang yeah. that Suddenly song. I wish he was a bit happier, though. He was angry, wasn't he? I know, he? it was like, this is our wedding. It's because we stiffed him, the, <laughs> stiffed him on his pay. <laughs> All right, uh, let's, uh, look, sorry, I'm, just before we go in, I can't help notice, that's a very strange uh, shaped sword. <laughs> you, you, you've, Don't you, touch you, it, it spits. Got, oh, <laughs> hello. No. Now it's got pre-acid on it. It reminds me of something. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a dick. <laughs> ah, that's it. Yeah. It's from uh, Dick Smith, Dickhead Blacksmith. Excellent. Oh, well, I might Was have to it? get myself a uh, dickhead. Uh, you, 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 oh, not Dick Smith's, Dickhead Dick Smith's. Yes. Yeah, so. Yes. Okay. Well, gosh, I might have to get myself one of those at some point. Uh, just a little one. All right. <laughs> You uh, arrive at the, the very uh, bustling platform. Now, the train is huge. Uh, you can only really see a part of it um, up on the platform. And um, you can sort of see it in the distance. There's actually a fair bit of 
lining up and um, security checkpoint style things where people are in very smart suits getting information, like train conductors, official looking people, train guards, uh, getting information from people. And, and there's certainly a lot have turned up to see this. This is quite momentous. And um, it's a real range of all walks of life. So all the races that you would see represented in Western Australia uh, from rich to poor are all coming down to try this out. And the train itself is this uh, big black thing. It's um, very heavily armoured. It's got a, a sort of, um, you can't see the front, uh, but there are posters and pictures around which show uh, a kind of um, big heavy like plow-like device at the front which is just smashing through sand nice. um, while happy painted people are in, in, inside um, looking out windows that don't really exist on the uh, on the actual thing. It, it's a big metal monstrosity. So it is actually um, like it's airtight essentially. Yeah, it, it's like a, it sort of shaped like a modern train. It's not like a steam locomotive or whatever. It's a um, big black shell, like a, a big black armored caterpillar that's just going to go smashing across the desert. Hmm. So uh, it, it really is quite impressive. Yeah, you'll have to be funneled through various um, things to get to your assigned place. And uh, as you go up to the... Who would like to approach the window first? You'll be greeted by uh, dwarf station guards. We'll go up in pairs, right? Yep. You two go first. Go on. Right. Cool, because he's a lord. He's not a lord. Yeah, but we know he is. He touches the side of his nose and winks. Yeah. Right. Right. Hello, my name's Lady Elise. And I have I, two right. tickets. Lady Elise, is it? Yes. Excellent. And uh, where are you travelling uh, across to uh, Ridgy Ridge? That's right. Digi Ridge. It was a test. No, I just fumbled on the name. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, what's your business over there? Why are you, uh, the pair of you travelling? Uh, so what's your name, sir? I'm Sir Brathus Skeleton. Sir Brathus Skeleton. Well, there's a ton of skeletons across uh, that desert. <laughs> let me tell you, but don't <laughs> let that get you down because it, uh, it it's a very positive experience. We're all excited about that. And what's your business over there today? Pers- prospective train buyers. You want to buy the tr- our new train? We want to see what it's like. You're so uh, wealthy in- investors, are we? Yes. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, well, all the best with your uh, business there. Now, um... He steps aside and there's a, a kind of cartoon uh, character, cartoon um, sort of dwarf character presented uh, larger than life on a uh, bit of plasterboard painted on there. And it's essentially like a height chart that you would see at a theme park. You know, must be this tall to ride. Do, do, do. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's probably only about four feet is where the hand is. And it says, uh, yeah, now if you just um, line up against here and let us check your height, how tall are we there, sir? You're five I'm tall enough. Yes, you're over there, okay. Friend. Good, good, good. And you're I can tell you're six. a... I'm five, six. I'm a tall drink of water. You are a tall drink of water. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and a lovely one as well, if I, if I, if I can say that. Thank you. Would, would you mind just standing up against it just in case there's any sort of illusions or anything mm-hmm. like that going on? No, it all checks out. All right, excellent. So um, if you could both just uh, go through this tunnel to the left, yeah, Thank you. you'll find yourself in the carriage there. Please enjoy your journey on the sand piercer. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, what have we got here? Hi. Hello. So, Hello. My name's Michelle. 
Hedgerton. Hedgerton. Hodgerton. Hedgerton Hodgerton. Yes, sorry, it's a new name. I just got married. Oh my goodness. This is Michael. To, to this handsome fella. Yes. Excellent. And uh yes, I'm Michael Gray. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah. He's he's the quiet one. Yeah, so that's that'll be very handy. It would be quite confusing otherwise, wouldn't it? <laughs> Not that all we dwarves sound the same, unlike uh, certain bits of literature as claimed <laughs> in the past. All right, and what's your business over there? We're going on our honeymoon. Oh, oh, wonderful. To uh to Digi Ridge. Yes, just uh just C City of Industry. Yeah, well, I um each to their own. They've got a lot of pretty churches there as well. Yeah, exactly. We just, I mean, you just want to get new horizons, you know, that's the point. Yes, well, it would be a different, same sun, different horizon. Exactly. That's what you'll find over there. Well, look, yes. I hope you really enjoy your uh, trip to the south on the sand piercer. <gasps> I'm very, very excited. It's going to get going. Now, can I just get you both to uh, line up against this uh, uh, height uh, fellow over here? Yes. Okay. Yep. Great. You're both under there. So if you can just go and he sends you through the opposite tunnel to what these guys went through. Oh, okay. Why? Well, just part of the, uh, just making sure that everybody's as comfortable as possible. Okay. Yep. Excellent. All right. So you guys, uh, head off. Can I, is, is G'day actually under four feet? Yes, I'm 3'11". Golly. I wrote it down. <laughs> Very good. So, um... <laughs> You've been no, two, two eleven. Sorry, you've been separate. Two eleven. <laughs> Fuck. Right. Only a little fella. Yeah, no, I believe you. It's just a large presence. So the two couples have been separated now, and um, you're going through very cramped uh, tunnels down into the train, and you can see it now. It's um, this big, beautiful beast looks even bigger and more impressive up close, of course. Uh, very thick black metal doors and the smartly dressed uh, conductors usher you guys into a uh, one of the doors, the open doors. This is I'm talking to uh, Mackenzie and Plank here. Mm -hmm. And then similarly, on the other side, you are being ushered in as well into um, a room. Except uh, for you, G'day, he says, uh, oh, hello, uh, sir and madam. Would you? What would you uh, prefer today? Would you like to uh, the dance party or the buffet? <gasps> buffet. The buffet. Okay, you just go through there into the uh, the, the carriage there. So G'day and the dude got sent through t together. Yep. Yeah. And okay. you and Plank are together. Okay. Now I'm assuming you've got the chatter pillars, so sure. you still can communicate with each other. Uh, you will on separate paths right now. But I'm not going to do a silly thing of sending you out of the room or anything. But of course, unless you communicate things with each other to, with the chatter pillar, you only know what you would know. Mm -hmm. So you okay. can't act on things that you hear that you would not know about. Now, uh, Plank and Mackenzie, you are led into a very uh, crowded sort of dormitory carriage it's a large carriage it's full of um dirty blankets there are blankets and washing hung up on lines <laughs> uh there are people sitting and again there's fancy people there's um poor people but they're all tall people and they're sitting on crates um there's there's playing harmonicas on uh, on bunks 
Uh, someone's picking their, sitting on the floor, picking their teeth with a knife with their toes sticking out of uh, worn socks. <laughs> like Suzanne, we've been on uh, trains and things in Hong Kong. As soon as you sort of go in, the, the crowd, everyone's sort of pushing mm. in. It's filling up uh, rapidly behind you. And um, you hear it all aboard! And you can feel um, vibrations as this hulking black metal beast starts to rev up and the, the whole thing's kind of um, vibrating underneath and uh, starting to move. And uh, just so you know where you are, G'day, uh, you're in a, a very lovely, ornate, uh, <laughs> beautifully trimmed buffet hall with um lots of foods there are a lot of dwarf staff in here but there are also gnomes Mm -hmm. everybody here is short and uh there's some really interesting devices going on that you haven't really seen before there's food that's being cooked very quickly Mm -hmm. in metal boxes with gnomes with big goggles and there's a kind of conveyor belt system which is um, traveling uh, very intricately designed plates of food around to uh, excited <laughs> diners. Um, so, yeah, it, it's really quite lovely. Yay. And the train begins to chug and leave the station. Whoop! I should, I should get married more often. Oh, this is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Gosh, have you tried one of these? Yeah, plus, no, I haven't. No. I just want everything. Well, <laughs> just sit at the end of the conveyor belt and open your gob, yes. I guess. Oh, God. I thought when they were, like, measuring us, I thought something really bad was going to happen. But obviously, you know, smaller chairs for smaller legs. And I guess, you know, we were a bit worried. Is it too good to be true? Oh. I guess it's not. No, it's not. It's, it's uh, amazing. It's even better than advertised. Yeah. I don't know how they uh, can afford to do this for all the passengers, but yeah. it's amazing. And then a violinist <gasps> in white gloves starts playing a, a beautiful song. You can't play a violin in gloves. This guy can. Oh, wow, he's amazing. Because he's a gnome and he's got a contraption, which is uh, sort of mechanical arm, which is doing the bow for him while his gloves remain pristine. And uh, so thank you for that little detail that I forgot to mention. Um, is he just showing people his gloves? He's just showing how clean they are. They're just totally pristine and they're... And there's like a lady with a big fur hat and a pearl necklace who's looking at the gloves and how spotless they are. And she goes, ooh, to her husband. I've never seen a violinist before, but that's exactly how I imagined it. Yeah, I've, I've never seen gloves that uh, clean before. And I'm a lord. <laughs> this is so good. And, um, yeah, and you can hear um, the uh, gentle sort of bass through um just faintly through the door on one side of the carriage which says uh dance party in ornate letters and an arrow and then on the other one um you can hear the occasional little coos of pleasure and it says good spanking (laughs) carriage (laughs) on the um door up there now uh meanwhile you guys speaking of uh the other two you were in. We this. were not speaking of the other two. <laughs> yeah, you said good spanking. Yours. You're in a uh, room which appears to be the last carriage because on one side there's no door, All right. and then on the other side 
there's an arrow that goes to the trough house and it appears that you're in the uh, quite quaintly named bedbug dormitory. Mm. Right. I take my top hat off and I put my hand in it and I pull out a beer. Nice. And I'm like, I thought it would be nicer than this. Yeah, I'm getting the feeling that uh, we might want to check in with G'day. You got a beer, have you, mate? Oh, I'm a little sick. Hello, hello, hello. Is this a familiar face in filthy underwear that it's emerged from a pile of blankets? Okay, we're getting out of here. Is that you, Math Face? Oh, meth face by name, meth face by nature, nature can't describe, disguise, disguise these steps, can I? Not even in a pair of old dirty undercrackers. <laughs> you couldn't give me a little sip of that beer, though, could you? You can have this whole beer. Oh, I can have this whole beer? You couldn't give me another beer, could you, for my kids? My kids just <laughs> love beer, they love that taste, they sure do. Hello, love, how are you? Long time they see. Don't talk to me. He offers his hand to Mackenzie. Mackenzie slithers away you don't like, have to like kiss- a creeped out snake. You don't have to kiss it, love. You can just shake it if you want. Fuck off, oh. meth face. <laughs> yeah, so well, how's it you guys doing? This is nice, isn't it? <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> I've been in nicer places. I'm going to go to the front of the carriage and feel around the door. Okay, he says bed bug and offers you a, um, a, a, a bug in his hand. Is that... <laughs> Do we have to eat that, or is that just what you're offering me? I'm just offering you, mate. Yeah, go on. There you go. One for you, one for me. And he starts to chew. He lifts up. He just lifts up the uh, <laughs> elastic <laughs> at the bottom of the pair of underpants on his face, and he uh, pops a bed bug in, pulls the elastic back down, and starts chewing. It's like raw shark eating baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what's the deal with this carriage? Oh, it's, it's pretty lush, isn't it? I haven't... Uh, luxuriated in a place like this for a while, let me tell you. But, like, is there any other parts to it? To this care well, there's a whole fucking train to explore, isn't there, mate? So we can go in the other parts? You can go in the next bit, yeah. They've uh, got some lovely food over in the trough house. Okay. Looks like your friend's going. Are you there now? Yeah, that's totally what I'm doing. You're over by the door? Yeah, I'm going to go through. Okay, so you look through and there are lines. Sort of like, imagine the banquet hall of Harry Potter. Take away the candles, replace all the, the like carvings and arches and everything with black metal. The two long banquet tables, replace those with troughs. <laughs> Take away the chairs. Don't need them. And have a lot of people on their knees <laughs> with their face in the troughs, chewing on food. Uh, this is really fucked up. Yeah, this is... Oh. <laughs> I've walked in. <laughs> yeah, this is fucked. Yep. Okay, look, let's just weave through here, get to the front, let's head into the next carriage. Yeah, I think they've put us in the wrong place. Yeah, I'm getting that far. The um the sign pointing through to the next one says bad spanking carriage. Okay. I don't think any spanking's a bad spanking. I like your attitude. Well, we've only got one way to go. Maybe G'day's so... in there. Should G'day. We... Are you there, G'day? Are you Chatterpillaring? Or? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. The Chatterpillar G'day. Hello, G'day. So if, if anyone doesn't know, because it's been a while, the Chatterpillar is a little caterpillar device that uh, fantasy Australians put inside their ears. And um, these telepathic bugs can communicate messages, although they do sometimes talk about wanting to eat leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Plank. Hey, G'day. Mackenzie's here. And guess who? 
Who? Methface. Methface. Yeah. I love uh, that guy. He hasn't come through to the trough room. He's still, he's gone back under his blankets. Goodo. Yeah, so our room's pretty shit. What about you? It's all right. It's pretty good. There's lots of food. Where are you? Um, I just went. Are you in the trough? It's not really a trough. Would you call it a trough? I would. It's literally a trough. So much pastry, says uh, <laughs> Michael Hodgson uh, from the background. Yeah, there's all these fancy things, these little, like, small... Everything's really small. You like, can hear the... strains of beautiful violin music. <laughs> Is that... Are you listening to a violin? I think so. Are his gloves pristine? <laughs> there's some really white gloves in here, yeah. Mackenzie, in... they're listening to a professional violinist. In the trough Fuck house, noise. A, a large dwarf <laughs> comes out. And he's wearing a stained apron, and he's got no shirt on, and he's got the brownest gloves that you've ever seen. And he takes one of the gloves off, and he lifts up his arm, and then he starts playing music by making fart noises in his armpit in the trough house. You have an artist there too? Oh, uh, yep. <laughs> wow. We'll come meet you, though. Don't come here. I think they, um... Everything here is really small. It's nice and easy for me. So I think you've got all the big chairs and we have all the little chairs. Yep. Well, Maybe. that's fucking discrimination. Yeah. Well, sometimes, Mackenzie, when I sit on chairs, my feet don't touch the ground. And then no one takes me seriously. Everyone takes me seriously here. <laughs> you've been there for like 10 minutes. And I'm respected. <laughs> a man <laughs> who uh, appears to be a high elf in a top hat. Raises his tall face out of the trough, his moustache <laughs> dripping with goo and chunks, and goes, No, this is discrimination. I agree with the, 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 the pale-faced girl there. You're right. We shouldn't be treated like this. I'm a fancy man. <laughs> it really... You were given a trough of food and it did not occur to you? Well, I mean, I was quite hungry, but now you say, use the word discrimination. I, I agree, and my wife agrees too. And she uh, pulls her head out of the trough <laughs> and goes, yes, why are we being treated like this? While they're having epiphanies, I'm going to go to the next door. Into the bad spanking carriage? Sure. Okay, bye. Bye, day. <laughs> we're going to come and find you. Okay, well, you're going to be uncomfortable. Don't care. We'll just pretend we're giants. You know how much I love doing that. Okay. So um, you walk into the bad spanking carriage where some large matronly dwarfs are um, spanking quite hard the bottoms of some elderly elves <laughs> and going, come on, you shouldn't be in here. Back to the trough house. Off you go. Go on, out of here. And spanking their bots and making them go, oh, 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 and, and basically driving them back into the trough house where they belong. Hmm. I guess there was a bad spanking. Yeah. What have we got here? Hello, I think you've... Um, Gotten down a little bit lost, have you? Back to the trough house. No, no, no. We're Don't make me spank that bony little bottom. You're not going to touch I'll me. I'll give it a spanking. I will throw you out of the train if you touch me. How would you do that? Love, you're <laughs> surrounded by very, very thick a hole metal. In it. I'll burst a hole in your little bottom and you'll have two <laughs> holes. You can try. You won't know which one to use. Go on, get out of here. <laughs> if, she, if she tries to touch me, I will fight. Is that what's happening? Uh, yes, but you would assume that there is some sort of security forces on this thing. That's fine. Yeah, okay. So? Well, there's a security device that's designed to keep us to the back of the train. We have to get past it, unless we're going to try and talk our way through. 
Plank looks at Mackenzie and then drinks his beer and then looks at the lady and then puts his beer down. Okay, roll. <laughs> can I can I get you both to roll perception, please? Sure. Rolling perception. Twenty-three. Fourteen. Okay, Mackenzie, so you're scanning this room. It's pretty sparse. Just the matronly women. They don't appear to be armed. It seems to be a pretty soft deterrent. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they, they don't appear to have any, um, like, large weapons or anything else like that. And um, the ru- the door behind them does not seem to be secured, but it does have an arrow that says sewage and garbage. All right, it's not going to be fun, but there's only one way through here. I'm right behind you, Mackenzie. Okay. Come on, back to the trough house. No. Well, where are you? What are you trying to do, love? There's nothing but sewage and garbage down there. I'm going past sewage and garbage, and I'm going to emerge out the other side. Train. Look, I'm going to be honest with you, love. Train's not really designed for that. It's a certain uh, point in the middle where the deterrents are a lot worse than a bit of a spanking. Look, I've, I've said enough. I have bought tickets to be on this train. It's supposed to be a pleasant, luxurious experience. And right now, this is fucked. Yeah, we want to talk to your manager. She's right, says the uh, high elf guy stumbling in behind. I'm with you. It's discriminatory is what it is. Me and my axe. My battle axe, points to his wife. (laughs) He stands there next to him and she's like, yes, it's discriminatory. We should be up the front. You need to open that door for us. I'm talking to the dwarves. To do that, she's like, it's unlocked, love. You can have all the sewage and garbage you can eat. Off you go, then. Cool. Cheers. But the rest of you, come on, you naughty little smack bottoms. She starts <laughs> smacking uh, bottoms and sending people through. And uh, you emerge into a room which is just filled with uh, sewage running down one side and garbage running down the other side, all coming from... The front end of the train. Is there like a like workman's kind of? There, there's a gantry space? that goes across. Okay. But it's um very very pungent and disgusting in here. As soon as you go in, you start to feel sick. So if you want to continue, you'll have to make a constitution save. Good news! I have surprisingly good constitution. Me too. Yeah. All right, roll constitution for me. Let's say DC. <laughs> oh, Mackenzie. <laughs> what did you roll? Tell the audience. I rolled a critical miss. As soon as you walk in, like you thought, obviously you were prepared for something gross, <laughs> but you really weren't prepared for this. You were not prepared. It really just hits you in the guts and you start to retch uncontrollably and okay. have to stagger back out. All right. Can I like recover myself and then try again? I rolled a 16. Am I fine? You're fine. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out whether or not there's some kind of spell I can do, which will... Like, cast a hut on your head. That's not how that works. So as you're like catching your breath and retching back in the end of the good spanking, bad spanking room, the dwarf looks at you and shoots you a little half smile and says, "Not what you're expecting, love." Fuck off. I'm gonna walk down the uh, the gangplank. The gantry. Yes. What? Can I see where this garbage is going? Oh, it's coming. From the, it's just collecting here, and it's coming from the front end. So it's just like piling off the train. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's piling up. It's a storage thing, and there's um sewage going through pipes because um, they're eating a lot of rich food. Yeah, I was up worried the that front it, end. I would turn around and just see it going straight into that truck. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was assuming that was going to be what happened, but you know. But I'm glad it's, it's hard to it's hard to tell. If you did some investigation, maybe that is what's happening. <laughs> Please don't. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't want to. Um, I'm going to head towards the front of the train while Mackenzie gathers herself. Yes. Okay. There's a um, the door on the other side of this plank says um, no admittance, uh, and it's got a um, it, and it, it it appears to be locked. I knock on it. There's no answer. <laughs> Damn it! I'm all out of ideas. Can I make another shot at getting through? Yep. Are you going to do anything to prepare yourself? I've got 18. All right, but what would you have done to, to be able to stomach this room when you couldn't before? Well, I would have stepped back into the spanking carriage, shut the door, had a couple of deep breaths, held my breath, opened the door and run for it. Didn't tie anything around your face or anything like that? I put a sleeve up over my face. Okay, cool. All right, you go through and you can see Plank is at the end with this no admittance door. Is there a keyhole? No. Is there any kind of hole? No. I'm going to spray it with acid. Cool. I'm going to get my todger out. Oh, shit. Whip it out. Zip. <laughs> okay, you get your todger out and you spray acid on the door. Yeah. Okay. Can I slightly suggest an amendment to that? Okay. Like, I would direct it into the, like, the crack around the door. Because if it hits the mechanism, then that's going to give... Mackenzie, my Todger has an explosive spray. Okay. It's hard to aim when it shoots, okay? Okay. <laughs> but uh... it is a powerful spray, and it goes everywhere. Okay. A uh, clump of garbage rises from under the gantry near you, Plank. And you see that it's actually part of a uh, helmet, which is made out of all sorts of clutter. And um, also, there's a pair of goggles underneath. And there is a filthy human worker working in the garbage down there who you hadn't seen before. And he says, Oh, that's an interesting sword, mate. What, what's that? I've never seen anything like it. This is a todger. A todger? Yeah. A todge, even. This is a todge. A todge. Even better. Quicker to say. Yeah. One syllable. Yes. Available now at old Dick Smith. Dick venues. Smith's Dickhead Dick Smith's. Dick Smith's Dickhead Dick Smith's. Yeah. That's right. And they shoots acid three th times a day. Three times a day? That's a lot of acid. So yeah. It is. And its bulbous head is razor sharp. Holy goodness, because it looks so spongy. <laughs> That's where it tricks you. This is the deadliest weapon in the world. I wouldn't want to be looking straight down that evil eye, let me tell you. And when no you hold it, does. you feel empowered. <laughs> like privilege just like swarms inside of you. People listen to my opinions when I hold it. He pulls out a knife. Give me that fucking torch. Suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I shove the Todge straight down his throat. Okay, and it and it's uses its second lot of acid. Oh, God, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. And he dies because he's malnourished. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Was that necessary? Which bit? Oh, okay. Um, and the door swings open. Sweet. Oh, we did it. Good stuff. And it is a sign that says the middle. And that's a very short there, train. G'day? Yes. Are you in the middle? Um, the middle of a great lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll still, we'll find you. Bye. Okay. So this carriage, the middle, is like a black corridor. It's empty. It's got uh, very thick black metal walls, and at the end of it, unlike the door that you just burnt through. 
is a very, very thick, reinforced, low door. It's obviously a door designed for little people, and it's um, like a bank vault. It is a, a pretty thick, crazy door. And uh, really, you're just in a large black corridor. Okay, I'm going to roll perception. Yep. 21. Okay, what are you looking for? I'm looking for anything that might jump out of the darkness at us. Okay, it, it appears to be uh, relatively sparse. Like I said, it, it's really um, an empty room. You might question why there is this much space in a room that's not being used for anything else. And I guess maybe the conclusion you would draw with the 21 perception is that if it came down to it, if there became a problem between the two halves of the train that this it's is ever one and this is a pretty good battleground too mm. this is an area where you could fend off an attack now you hear a voice coming over a metallic box up the top and that's something that you haven't noticed up until now as well that there is a sort of announcement system that runs through the train and you hear this as well Good day, where you are in the buffet room. Mm -hmm. And it says, uh, We're right in the middle of the Hellebore Ring Desert now. Uh, we're, uh, and you, you might yeah, feel some uh, rumbles as we smash through the sand and almost on cue. The train, you feel like a bit of a jolt and hear a um, distant crashing outside. It says, uh, The sandstorms have cleared up a little bit. Let's, uh, we're going to open up the shutters for your viewing pleasure. You can hear all sorts of mechanical whirring and things shifting. And even in this middle room where you guys are, um, panels slide open on the walls. And suddenly it reveals that they're very thick windows. But now the train has a viewpoint. And now this is what it was like in that painting you saw where you could see the passengers through the windows. And you can see rolling... Uh, dunes of golden sand, um, scorching heat, very desolate, the occasional skeleton poking out. It's, and you're going quite fast. Um, it's all whizzing by. And good day, where you are in the buffet, people head towards the windows. And, oh, yeah, I got my nose right up yeah, close against the Yeah, and are looking. It's something that people have not really ever seen. It's a very different landscape to anything you guys have been in either. I mean, this is a... Ocean of sand, essentially, mm. and you guys are just cleaving through it. And it's um, daytime; the sky is uh, cloudless blue. It, it's really quite impressive. This is actually kind of nice, Mackenzie. Well, you know, it's really not been that long since we got on the train, and we're halfway. We really could just sit down here and just wait it out. Well, you're not halfway yet. Well, you just said you were. You said we were halfway through the Hellebore. Well, like you, you, you're out of the the town and into the Hellebore, yeah. I don't think we're going to get through that door. Well, we haven't tried yet. But I think we should smash a window and mm. climb on top of the train. Doesn't that sound fun? Well, it may come to that. Let's just have a shot at the door. Yeah, you're right. Okay, what do you want to do to this door? We're going to have a look and inspect it and yeah, very, figure out where the hinges are. Very thick, heavy metal door. Um, very well designed by some of the best craftsmen, in, or the best craftsmen. Best engineers in fantasy Australia. Guess we're going to smash a window. Designed to keep people out. 
But I mean, it is a, a metal door. It, it is. Would, it would eventually succumb. Thing is, the kind of stuff that I would do in order to open a door normally, I feel like if I do it on a train, it's kind of dangerous. <laughs> How dangerous? Well, I don't really want to accidentally sever this carriage from the front one. And yeah. Just, just as everybody in the buffet room is looking out at the desert in uh, Glee, suddenly um, heavy grains of sand start battering that window, and you see people go, oh, and, and start to step back. Mm-hmm. And what happens quite quickly is that this sand, just out of nowhere, starts to really hammer the side of the train, and your visibility, which was once an ocean of sand and blue sky is now suddenly a dark whirl of um, sand which is moving quite quickly and smashing against the thing. And it it lasts for about um, five or so minutes and then it dissipates. And the voice over the announcement goes, they uh, they come up pretty quickly, you never know when that's going to happen. We're being literally train tracked. You're not. (laughs) Okay, we can't go through the window. No, you could. Yeah, we can. Look, McKenzie. I don't know. My skin doesn't respond terribly well to that level of exfoliation. I'm just reminding you. I'm not trying to railroad you, no pun intended, but I am reminding you that right from the beginning of the adventure, adventure it was set up that this is a very hostile place and that the people that went outside here often died. All right. Often, but not always. I'm going to try a spell on the door. Depending on how that goes, we may break a window. Okay? Okay. Plank pulls another beer out of his top hat. Okay. I put the portable hole in my top hat and just filled it with beers. Beautiful. <laughs> just so we're all clear. <laughs> wait, didn't he say there was a... Oh, wait, is the door small? Yeah. Or is there a small hole? We can bend down. Yeah, you'd be able to bend down. But it's not. It's obviously designed for smaller people. Right. Do I have a spell where you can shrink us, Mackenzie? No. That's not how it works. Do you have a potion we could drink? No. Do you know any enchantments? Fuck off. Do you have a charm? Have what do tried? you think? Have you tried opening it? There's no handle. I thought it was like a bank vault. Can I knock on the door? <laughs> yeah, you can knock on the door. I knock on the door. There's um, a pause. It looks like nothing's going to happen. And then uh, to the side, a panel sort of slides apart, which you hadn't seen before. Not on the door, but on the wall next to it. Oh. And you can see a gnomish face with goggles and... Um, a, a quite hardcore-looking helmet and um, really large shoulder arm. So it looks kind of ridiculous. It's a little guy wearing a lot of armour and you can just see his face peeking through the thing. And he says, You lost, mate? Go go, go and uh, enjoy a snack at the trough. How about you come in here and enjoy a beer with the Hoth? Oh, I'm working, thanks, mate. Yeah, I won't but, tell anyone. Yeah, nah, really can't, hey. Okay. But uh, you go enjoy yourself. Go back down. Uh, why don't you eat the tr- beautiful food in the trough? I was actually hoping to see the rest of the train. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. He's, you see him sort of look you up and down. Yes, and unfortunately, I don't think you'd fit through the door, mate. I am, I am deceptively small. Got to keep the train balanced, you know. It's a sort of a, a little bit of a weight distribution thing. Oh. Oh, well, that's... Science? Is that science? Yeah, it's science, mate. Is it real or are you lying to me? No, science is real. <laughs> and he closes the, <laughs> the panel. I'm a... I don't think we can go through the door, Mackenzie, otherwise the train will crash. <laughs> He's fucking with you. I knock on the door again. <laughs> a longer pause this time and then, 
Yeah, mate. He Are looks distracted this time. Yeah, it's fucking with you, mate. Oh, you dick. Yeah. Let me in there. No. Can I see behind him? Like, so you want to like strain to, to look in? Yeah. Plank. One step to the left. Okay, so you, you peek in, Plank, and what you can see, and this happens just as Mackenzie said, so you're going to have your reaction, but what you can see is um, there's a group of armed guards in a guardhouse there, and they have weapons unlike anything you've seen. Just uh, as the way the train has mechanisms you haven't seen, these things have uh, swords that appear to have some sort of chain that whirs around the blade. And yet you just are seeing that, and Mackenzie says, Plank, step to the left. So I can see into that room? Yeah, just. I'm misty step straight into the room. All right. <laughs> I'm so, like, boom, what's up, boys? <laughs> so, Plank, you appear, and you're in a room. There's actually six guys in this immediate guard room. Um, they're a mixture of gnomes and dwarves, and they have, yeah, crazy contraptions. You saw the guy with the sword, and as soon as you appear and they look startled... Um, one of their swords starts whirring mechanically and this chain starts whizzing around and around the blade. And um, the dwarves have these hammers which seem to have some sort of um, propulsion device on the ends of that, on the backs of the hammers. Like that sort of whir and a little bit of exhaust comes out the some back kind of, of that. Band hammer. As they uh, sort of um, level, like, level themselves and um, they're all surrounding you. Okay. Are they uh, fighting yet? No. Do yeah. I get, like, an attack opportunity? If you want to attack? I, um, can I use sleight of hand to grab the chainsaw? I don't think sleight of hand will do that. <laughs> you can do a card trick with it. <laughs> like a baby, like, where's your chainsaw? <laughs> <laughs> You can, steal the, you can steal the guy's wallet. Uh, okay. You uh, can open the door so I can get in there. They're blocking I, the door. All right. I, but the latch is still open. The hatch, yes, it is open. Okay. I use burning hands. Okay. Is this just a small room? It's a pretty small room. I'm just going to fill the room with fire. Cool. You're all trapped in the room too. Yeah, that's all right. He's, um, he's, there's not much that will catch a light here retarded. though. It is, it is a thick metal room. Flame retard. It's a thick metal room, so you're not going to really... There's nothing that will catch a light. Not even on these guys. It's okay. they got skin. Yeah, you're, you can hurt them, but you're not going to start a fire. Five damage. <laughs> <laughs> to a whole room. I did not roll very well. Whee! Okay, to just one of the guys, or is it to... Uh, it creates a cone. All right, so you can get three of them? Yeah. All right, so you take five off, and then all of the chain... So there's three gnomes with chain swords, and there's three dwarves with rocket hammers, and all of these weapons power up. And this room doesn't have windows, so suddenly it's brighter because the, um, like, blue exhaust from the back of these hammers cranks up, and, um, yeah, the three chain swords start to whir around... Uh, and they're getting ready to roll uh, initiative. Okay. All right, can I throw a fireball in there? Would you like to be part of this initiative? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can shoot stuff through the hatch. I'm going to treat the dwarves and the gnomes separately. Well, excuse you. Um, I'm a seven. Oh, right, sorry. Two. <laughs> Two. Two. Pity we don't have a lucky halfling. Actually, I'm a four. <laughs> <laughs> Out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> so would it be the dwarves 
then Mackenzie, then Plank, then the gnomes. Shit. Suck it, gnomes. So, uh, three dwarves with their rocket hammers. One of them goes for a swing with you, Plank, and that's 23. Yeah. Okay, so um, this you hear a blast and this super fast hammer comes down and uh, it only does eight damage, actually. It only just hits you. Ah, you fuck. The second one uh, completely misses. It's quite cramped in here. This isn't an ideal place to fight. And the other one gets 16. Will that hit? No. No, so he misses as well. And then, Mackenzie, you're still outside the room. I am, and for the time being, I am staying outside the room, but I am casting a fireball in there, so I can see because the hatch is open. It's only a little space. Can you get a fireball through that? It actually sparks inside. It sparks at a point that I can see. Okay, and then it blows up. Yep, no problem. So, sorry, Plank! And then I cast a fireball. All right. Friendly fire. Yep. Um, So, each creature in a 20-foot radius, so that's going to be everyone. Um, they've got to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. 19. I'm going to do it for everybody. It's uh, 14. Uh, so no, that won't yep. cover you. Um, These guys aren't very agile because they are wearing quite a lot of armor. Cool. So is it acceptable for me to just roll one damage roll, then I'll halve it, and that becomes planks? Yep. Okay. Anything to keep it, keep it running smooth. Okay, so 31 fire damage on the dudes, and then 15 fire damage on Plank. Does it get halved again, because I'm... Fire resist, yes. Yep, so you'd be 7. And it ignites anything flammable, but I don't think there's anything... No. And then... um, Plank's clothes. Yeah, Plank's on fire. <laughs> Not then... my tails, no. <laughs> then your turn, Plank. I summon my Warhammer, and I just take a swing at the closest guy. Dwarf or a gnome? You choose. Uh, dwarf. Okay. And I get... 10. That will not hit. I'm going to swing again, because that's a thing I can do. 17. And that doesn't. These guys manage to deflect it. Their armor's too strong. Then I wink at the guy, and I'm like, lay off easy, buddy. And then the gnomes come at you with their chain swords. <laughs> and the first one is 23. That's a hit. It does 18 damage. So this thing cuts unlike any blade that you've ever seen before. Your Todge is looking pretty sad next Good to shot, this buddy. whirring uh, blade. Second one comes in. That's another 23. Yep. That is going to be 16 damage. And then the third one comes in. That's uh, 22. And that will be 14 damage. So and you guys are good. Yeah, so these Let gnomes say that. are little. They're able to, like, work around you, whereas the dwarves, uh, the rocket hammers are not designed for this enclosed space. But uh, these swords, they start to carve into you. So you can hear this carnage happen, Mackenzie. Now, back in the buffet room, let's not forget about G'day while this battle's <laughs> going on. Uh, what are you up to? Just enjoying, enjoying some hors d'oeuvres? Um, I think we've moved on to the dance party now. Going to the dance party? Um, and is Michael coming along? Yes. We'll keep calling him Michael. Yeah, yeah. Keep his uh, cover. I'm like dancing. I'm like, oh man, Michael, I thought Plank and Mackenzie would be here by now. Stop the music! Stop the music! And the music, the DJ screeches the music to a halt. And there is a guy with his face pressed up against the window, looking out the window, and he goes... <gasps> From this- outside? 
No, from oh. inside. <laughs> but, but, he goes, there's someone out there. I saw a man out there. In the desert? He's zooming around. In the desert? Yeah, he's on some sort of contraption. Now other people are going out and looking out the window. Well, I look out. Can I roll something? Yeah. I'll roll perception. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> people are going, what did you see? What was it? And he's um, like, it was a man with boobs. <laughs> are you sure it wasn't a woman? There's no way this was a woman who was riding some sort of contraption and they had a, had a helmet and... And it was amazing. There's no way this is a woman. No, well, it was fuck a man you guys. with boobs. <laughs> it was some kind of boob man, everybody. <laughs> no, I mean I do cool shit all the time. It was a real titty fella. Look, no offense, uh, you know, but uh, many if I take offense. Look, <laughs> no offense, but you know, you, I you're, a, you're a little little redhead tag. This thing. Wearing a helmet and riding some kind of two-wheeled contraption. It was amazing. Just just treating the dunes like they were nothing. I, I think he did a flip. I think... He should have seen his tits wobble. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all right, let's go. We're arm wrestling. I don't want to arm wrestle. I want to watch this. Well, I want you to... <laughs> that it's a woman. Slap him in the face with a glove, can I? I'm not going to arm wrestle. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fucking... I work in a bank. Oh, Okay. I see how it is. No, he's right, says another one. <laughs> I saw it too, look. And you can see, sort of um, keeping pace with the train, like just for a second and then ducking back down, some sort of masked rider riding this strange two-wheeled contraption and jumping like up and down the uh, dunes. I think I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I rolled a 19. Do I see anything else? Like, do I... Okay, so we're wearing a helmet. Yeah. It's got weapons. It's got, um, a sort of, uh, interesting gauntlet with pipes coming off it that go to a, um, tank on its back. Okay. The device, the thing it's on has handlebars mm -hmm. and, um, two, like, thick wheels that are, um, one in front mm -hmm. of the other and a seat. It's just a sort of quite... <laughs> Basic frame. Yeah. What colour? Uh, it's red <gasps> and yellow. Oh, my God. And, uh... And, okay. So they're going in, like, along with the train? Yeah. Like, the train's um, faster, but then it, it'll, uh, it'll, like, sort of duck down, disappear, and then it'll, like, zoom up over a, a thing. And nice. um, you notice there's a couple of others out there, too. Do they shapes. all have boobs? They don't have boobs, uh -huh. but this one that, like, seems to be leading them mm -hmm. definitely is... A, 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 it's a man with titties! <laughs> someone else cries out. <laughs> I can see it too! It's a memory man! <laughs> I'm gonna... Michael, what, what is this? Do you... This is your train? Do you know these people? I've never seen anything like it. Well, maybe they just... A man with tits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just shoot. Let's just... We'll, we'll put that to the side. But the other things, like riding through the desert, is that... No, I've never... So I don't know how anyone would have even gotten out here. We're, like, almost literally in the middle of the desert. Okay, well, they're not causing us any harm. And then the train derails. Oh, so, <laughs> huge crash, plank, that room um, topples over, 
Everybody falls. Can you do a dexterity check for me? Me too. Yep. Actually, everybody. Five. Seven. Okay. Can you guys take six damage each as you just sort of hit the bounce on the walls? Ow! I got 12, but do I get advantage because I'm in the rich area? Because the room, the walls are all plush. <laughs> yeah, like you just fall against a crushed velvet and it feels amazing. <laughs> I was 16. It's designed for You're fine. You're, you, look, all the little people suddenly do flips. <laughs> mm, gymnastics. We've got like the gravity. Like a cat. Sure. You always land on your feet. Yeah. And good day. As you're laying there on the crushed velvet <laughs> of the flipped over carriage, mm-hmm. laying on its side, sort of dazed, getting your consciousness back you can see the helmeted figure riding towards the crashed train and that's where we're going to leave the episode part one of sand piercer (laughs) (laughs) sand piercer uh yeah Mm. well done everybody thank you thank you thank you yeah have you learned that like if you want to motivate like planky mckenzie just uh give good snacks at the end yeah. Well, is that the, the yeah, yeah, biggest yeah, yeah. motivator? Get them to get them to find <laughs> that. But no, the biggest motivator is put us in a room with meth face. <laughs> it's like, wow, we're moving on to this next room real quick. <laughs> True. Mm. All I right. We're gonna so... rally everyone, and we all fight to the front. <laughs> I mean, you didn't. Could do that. But yeah, I, I thought you might have done that. <laughs> I thought maybe there were is a certain sort of level of prompt that you could have started a revolution and moved up the train, but uh, you guys were off yourselves, and that's fine. Well, the thing is, if we burst open the way ahead, then you'll be fine. That's true. You're never too late for revolution. And we are, we are hardened warriors. These other people, people seem aren't. pretty happy back there. No one was complaining. We'll give a couple of complaints. All right. Well, uh, I'm excited to get on to this next part. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've just hit a, a perfect cliffhanger. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. You can go to DungeonsAndDrongos.com or to FruitlessPursuits.com to find out everything that we're doing you'll find links to our social media all the usual places plus our facebook discussion page which is really important if you would like to uh, be an audience participant and come up with some ideas and items uh, some fantasy australian companies things that can be added to the law uh, and thank you to everybody who gave Huge amount of uh, really funny suggestions for the sponsorship. And a very special thank you to our sponsor this week, uh, Dick Smith's Dickhead Dick Smith's. <laughs> yeah, do. Your classic guys. We like your work. Do, <laughs> send us more shit, please. Do pick up a Todge if you're uh, able to do that. Get a Todge in your hand before the next episode. <laughs> And, um, and and we had a new uh, Patreon subscriber, I'm pretty sure, as well, which is awesome. And um, you'll also find links to our Patreon. So thank you so much, guys. Sorry, I don't have all that in front of me um, to, to look at right now because I'm juggling a lot of shit in my head. But we love all you guys. And, um, love all you guys. Appreciate everything that you're doing. It was Jeff. Thank you so much, Jeff. Uh, that Thanks, is Jeff. above Thanks, and beyond <laughs> the call. That is excellent. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Hog Sandwich. I'm on Twitter at ZachWH. I'm on Instagram at Paris Burns. And I'm on Instagram at Fruitless Pursuits. I'm continuing to do the little golden book covers of our previous adventures. Uh, there are 12 of them out at the moment, I think. As of recording, I am... Working on uh, the pop, the prick, and the 
Passion, which was our Valentine's Day episode. Um, I'm sure by the time this comes out, that will be available for you to have a look at as well. With good lad Zach. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of fun. All right, everyone. Whack-a-day!